listening to the Set Your Damn Lineup Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Wingert. So this is episode one, and basically this will be just me trying to go week by week, talk about some unsung heroes from the week prior, some waiver wire additions, as well as each week having a new different segment that we'll try to integrate towards the show. So without further ado, we'll start with some unsung heroes, and we'll start with wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, Demarcus Robinson. How about this? Last Sunday, 35.2 points in standard ESPN scoring leads. That's six catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. And he went from being rostered in 0.7% of ESPN leagues to now 59.9%. And, of course, you have Andy Reid as the play caller. Patrick Mahomes maybe the most talented quarterback doing it right now in the NFL. That certainly helps. We'll see week by week how consistent Demarcus Robinson will be, or is it going to be kind of what we see with some Saints receivers up till Michael Thomas right about now, or what you can kind of expect with some Brady targets in the sense that Mahomes is so good and he gets the ball around so much that Robinson's not the true number one. But we'll see, especially with Tyreek Hill being injured. And I wouldn't have seen this coming, but the second thing we'll talk about when it comes to the unsung heroes last week, the Patriots defense slash special teams getting 35 points. How about that? Seven sacks, four picks, two touchdowns, 35 points. That's a huge difference between a win and a loss. Not often that you can point to a defense putting out that much production. And our final unsung hero will be Raheem Mostert. 18th higher scorer, 13 carries for 83 yards. You love that production. Couple that with three catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. And listen to this. I'm a huge Matt Breida fan, but Mostert played more snaps and had more goal line snaps. So something certainly to keep your eye on. I, I love Matt Breed, as I just said. But Mostert, especially with Kyle Shanahan as a play caller, he's going to find ways to get running backs the ball, and he's seemingly doing that. He went from being rostered in 6.7% of leagues up to 39.3%. I think that number needs to be higher. We'll talk about him when we talk about waiver wire ads there. And an honorable mention to Emmanuel Sanders, somebody I was super high on before the season began and people were drafting teams. A guy who, when he got hurt last year, was receiver 12 Sure, he's 31 years old and he's coming off an Achilles injury and also had knee surgery, but that might be all the more reason why he looks so good and so fresh. He had 28.8 points this past weekend, 11 catches, 98 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. And look, Joe Flacco is certainly a shell of himself. I think it's fair to say that, and he's more reliant on a veteran receiver like Emmanuel Sanders. So I love the production. Cheap daily fantasy sports play. So if you're playing FanDuel or DraftKings, I highly recommend these guys when you're building your roster. So, of course, Mostert. We talked about him already at length. Now I have to mention Frank Gore, especially with Devin Singletary being ruled out for Sunday's game. I love Devin Singletary. I think it's only a matter of time before he takes over that backfield. But with him out, Frank Gore, it's his backfield. A little bit of TJ Yelton as the pass catcher. But when it comes to workload, it's going to be Frank Gore's show. 19 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown last week. And with no Singletary, it means he's locked into that goal line role. So you can almost assure that Frank Gore is going to find the end zone. Consider that. They're also playing a Cincinnati team who has allowed three touchdowns for the first two weeks. And last week against the Niners gave up 259 yards. Now for the quarterback position, Josh Allen somehow still available in 30% of leagues. If he's available, you got to get him at least as a backup. He's a guy I've been high on ever since he entered the draft out of Wyoming. And I continue to sing his praises. But the option I'm going to talk about here is actually Jacoby Brissett. Look, he had 16.5 points week one, 16.3 in week two. He's got five total touchdowns the first two weeks. You're happy with that production. And it's his first time at home this week against the Atlanta Falcons, who defense does look better with Deion Jones and Keanu Neal both being healthy. But they did also give up 17 points to Carson Wentz last week. Obviously, Wentz is 
a better quarterback than Brissett, but he also dealt with a whole lot of injuries to the weapons around him, and I think there's a good crew around Brissett. Now for the wide receiver position, even though he's already played this week, I have to mention DJ Shark. If he's available in your league, you've got to add him. It's 15 plus points at all three weeks to open the year, but the receiver I'm actually going to lock into here is Debo Samuel. 17.8 points last week at home. This week against a struggling Steelers defense, and you may be worried about snaps when it comes to workload shared with Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis on the outside, but it's more than ever a three-receiver, three-cornerback NFL, so I don't worry about him losing targets. And I actually think once George Kittle gets going, it helps open up Debo Samuel having another respectable receiving weapon in that San Francisco offense. Last but not least, we'll talk about the tight end position. I like Will Disley. I know in a lot of my leagues, uh, tight end depth is very thin. So this guy comes on, scores two touchdowns against the Steelers last week for the Seahawks. And you can look at the one catch for 12 yards in week one, but he left that game due to injury. So I like the production I saw from week two. He's a red zone threat. And for a tight end, especially with the scarcity of talent at that position in fantasy football, that's what you're really looking for. And for this week's weekly segment, we're going to do overreaction or not. So I'm going to start with Austin Eckler is a running back one for the rest of the year. I'm going to say not in overreaction. I love the production. Look, he gives you 30-plus on week one, 20-plus week two, and he's got a great matchup against Houston, who's giving up 4.5 yards per carry for week three. Love Austin Eckler. Get him in daily fantasy sports. Plus, Melvin Gordon did say he wants to return, but for the year to count against his contract to be a year closer to be able to get a new one or go to the free agency, whatever his plan is. He's just got to come back 30 days before the end of the regular season, which is around week 13, which also sucks for fantasy users because that's playoff time. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen in that Chargers backfield, but I feel confident in the production that Eckler's turned out. My second overreaction or not situation, I've had a lot of people actually come up to me and say, David Johnson, I drafted him again, or I took him in the first round. Why did I do that? He's not worthy of it. And I, I'm going to have to say that's definitely an overreaction. Look, he had a tough matchup with the Baltimore Ravens. He had seven carries for 14 yards, still found the end zone, and he missed part of that game having to leave for injury. So that's why the carries numbers are a little lower. Plus, looking at the Cardinals, they're playing from behind against the Ravens team. So they're trying to throw the ball a lot, which is going to be the case for a lot of Cardinals games. But you still feel confident because Johnson is a good pass catcher. So I'm going to definitely say an overreaction there if you think that David Johnson's not worth a first-round pick, at least at this point in the year. And for the final overreaction or not with news breaking that the New England Patriots have cut Antonio Brown. The question is, will a third team or a second team, depending on how you look at it, take a chance on Antonio Brown? I had to say they don't. So overreaction that he signs with another team. Think about it in a context away from football. If you had seen somebody get fired from their job two different times in a month of a span, you wouldn't put money on them getting another job. So I'm going to say overreaction. I think Antonio Brown stays jobless for the year. But that'll do it. That'll bring an end to the first episode of the Set Your Damn Lineup podcast. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at TJ Wingert, spelled W-E-N-G-E-R-T, or like the page on Facebook to stay up to date with all future content. So thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, I am signing off.